0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes. So don't you try to.
1: Joe, you're an idiot and really I'm a disloyal person.
0: This, this thing. is the Cuse Militia. <laughs> Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe.
1: It's the most brutal thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Thursday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the Militia. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. We are back to put a little bow on Syracuse basketball for this year. Put it in the rearview mirror. Look a little forward. And then we shunt, we shall shut it and move on to football eventually. Unless, of course, something else comes <laughs> up. We'll go over some buy seller, seller holds that will impact next year in the basketball program. And um, like I said, we'll look at some of the, the recruiting class coming in. So there's really nothing else to do. You know, you would think we haven't been on, I think, since, I don't know. I don't know. When were we on the tenth? It was very early. It was very early in March, say you know before tournaments and whatnot, besides the ACC tournament. Yeah. And so, anyway,
0: yeah. I think, was
1: it? it was March tenth, I believe, I was, dude. Is that about right? It's about about two weeks. The
0: day after we lost, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, been about two weeks. I think it was something like that. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, football. I mean, football spring season, and spring practices started. Second week started. They went live this week and. I looked at it, I mean, they had a couple interviews, um, nothing um, crazy. There's not a lot of stuff. I mean, from some of the stuff that I, I heard was more or less that, you know, Garrett Schrader's he's taken more of a leadership role. Uh, and uh, they, they talked a little bit about this this new offensive you know coordinator and quarterback coach team that came in and talking about how, you know, they're just trying to learn the system and they're going to be doing some things. I, I guess they – are, are motioning a lot more, um, and they're, they're a lot more creative. Uh, so I guess, you know, listening to what Courtney Jackson and Garrett Schrader and some of those guys had to say, just learning the new terminology and kind of the new scheme and system that they're trying to bring. But, uh, you know, Garrett Schrader said they're trying to look more balanced and, um, you know, they're, we got a, a spring game, April 1st, but I think as far as right now goes, it's just, you know, those guys kind of fine-tuning stuff and learning the new terminology on offense. And then defense, obviously, they're just talking about the defensive line uh, and whether or not they're going to be able to hold their, pull their weight this year. So,
1: Well, I guess we'll know more, kind of like we did last year, once the season starts.
0: No, yeah, of course. Long time until then. But that's just just what they're talking about, you know. And then I think they got a defensive lineman that's coming in and a transfer, senior transfer. uh, Coming in to visit. And and visit this week Cam Good from uh, South Florida. Uh, So fingers crossed. um, Just another interior guy that's going to help us. So that's about all you got to look forward to as far as that goes.
1: Yeah. And we waited for stuff to pile up and it just, well, did not. It just didn't, and I remember Mm -hmm. it's a similar similar situation last year. Except for we got (laughs) that's
0: all I got. Two weeks we
1: got we got deeper into March last year, so it's it was a little bit different. But there was a a whole lot more to talk about. Obviously, we're going to get into everything here in a second, but first let's hear from the good folks over at Athletic Greens. Tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health and nervous system, the immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D in five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink again that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance Colorcast—it's a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download. News, talk to us, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. The perfect—it's uh, perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share um, whatever you got on there. It's just kind of like the green room uh, that we will keep for podcast purposes. We'll use the the Colorcast app. We were going to use it in postseason. Had. Syracuse entered it, but they did not. So we will just have to keep our powder dry on that. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app. It's free in your iOS or Android. Stars create a profile, link to your Twitter account. Join the league or group that suits you. Follow us at Militia to be notified when our room goes live. Thank you, Athletic Greens and ColorCast. Okay, so let's get after it. Look, trying to fill space. Here. Let's do this first, Joe. Um, where am I? Found a great new taco place. Uh huh. I did.
0: Good for you. <laughs> I
1: really did. I really did. I I uh I am having a hard time finding my photos. What is going on? Why why? How come when... There we go. There we go. I got it. I got it. So I did some polls on Twitter, a bunch of polls on Twitter, and we were going to... I don't know any of them. I know. You're not on Twitter, but they're basic. I I mean, you know. I, I kind of thought there was a chance we could go Sunday, so I did put them out on Sunday. So... You know, one of these is expired, and we'll kind of just cruise by that one when we get to it. And most of these are pretty—I um, don't want to say basic, but they are. You know, I guess the writing's on the wall for some of them, right? So right. let's do let's do the easy ones first. Joe Gerard enters the transfer portal. Buy, sell, or hold? Sold. Right, Joe? Sell. sell. Obviously, no yeah. doubt. Joe Girard's going to come back. There's no reason for him not to. Uh, it's going to be able to maybe even switch positions and kind of do something different this year. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Frank enters the transfer portal. Now this one was this well, one by, by what the was way. The
0: numbers in the
1: Wait, I, I'm sorry. That's what I was just going to do. 185 votes on Joe and 79% sold, 17% bought, and four. Um, yeah, and four percent held. So, pretty easy. Uh, Frank Anselm enters the transfer portal. Now, this one was the closest out of the bunch, and it was the closest in my head, too, because I feel like, if you really think about it, Syracuse is not... They don't need Frank, right? I just don't think they need Frank. It's nice to keep him here. You know, he's got um a lot of playing time under his belt last year which is a plus and you know comparably a lot of playing right. time comparably right um no. you know i can see frank being an asset and getting better and better he's had a couple good games you know he still uh, struggles with knowing what to do sometimes you know coach was on him pretty hard this year uh joe what do you say buy sell or hold frank enters the transfer portal
0: see this is this is difficult because with all this COVID stuff and all the, I don't know how many years some of these guys have. Right. Cause I saw something today, James Zuba said, you know, he wrote an article for noon's magician saying that Jesse Edwards is coming back, which I think we all knew that, but I guess some, somebody asked and they made it a, a you know, an article and,
1: his so, brother, his brother, said that he was coming back.
0: Yeah. So just in case, just in case anybody thought Jesse was obviously we got that. So
1: well, which Frank was the one we were going to cruise by when we got to it, like I mentioned earlier. Right. But
0: right. And Frank knows he's not going to be the starter, right? But Frank Anselm is also he's like a late blooming type guy too. You know, he started playing basketball late, just like Jesse. And um, his first year he was here. He was technically supposed to be a senior year in high school. Right. So last year, even though it was the second year and he had redshirted. Um, that was basically, uh,
1: by the, by the like
0: way, his true freshman year was this year, basically. So,
1: right. He would have been exactly, he'd have been a true freshman this year. He just graduated early. So, right. By, by the way, he would have, he would have three more years of eligibility.
0: Yes, I believe so. And the thing is, is that he's always going to have that opportunity to like, you know, I mean, I think it's 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 a good probability, you know, looking from his view, you know, if Jesse comes in and he takes even just a little bit more of any type of step that he did from, you know, the year prior to this year, because he took a huge leap this year before his injury. If he takes any other type of leap, you got to figure, you know, he's probably going to be looking to go pro next year. And uh, Frank would have two more years after this to basically be the starter, you know, and if he takes a little bit of a step, because I think he did from the prior year to this year, then, you know you're looking at a starting center position for the, for two years, right. Um, barring some, you know, five-star superhero that we possibly could get down in the future or down the line. Right. I know we got Peter Carey coming in, but he's going to be a couple years too. So, um, I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell just because he seems like he's happy in his role. Um, his body language on the bench was good. He was always, uh, cheering for his, his team. And then when he had to come in and he had to play extra minutes or whenever he had to play, uh, sometimes, you know, there was sometimes where Jim got on him, like you said, but for the most part, I mean, he went out there and he tried, he gave his energy and I mean, he did the best that he could. And uh, I think that he enjoys where he is. And I think if he was going to transfer, um, then it would have been last year. He came back this year knowing that Jesse was going to be a starter over him. And I just don't see a reason why he wouldn't do the same next year.
1: So, I mean, I, I, I sell too. by the way, 162 votes on this. 47% only sold on this. 34 bought and 19 held. But I could, I could, I'm on the fence with it. I don't think he's going to. I mean, we kind of waited two weeks after the season to see kind of what would happen. Transfer portal right. stuff really, really started to peg yesterday. There was a bunch of them, ton of them yesterday. Yeah, right? yep, yep, yep. So we didn't see any movement really with Syracuse. Well, we didn't see any movement with Syracuse men's, right? I guess there were some ladies that. um, Yeah, yep. So that went. So, um, but this one, I feel like I could go either way. And the reason I think he came back last year is because he knew he was, you know, should have been in high school still. And he was going to come out and try to prove himself. Well, if he thinks that it's going to take another year or two of development and he thinks he can go somewhere else, I think he will because he can play right away, right? So. Yeah,
0: well. And I think that there's other things too there. Right. I mean, for somebody, I mean, if I feel like he's a high character guy, right. Cause for him to, yeah. Like you reclass- said, his,
1: his, his demeanor on the bench was always positive. I mean, well, was-
0: yeah, but even on top of that, right. So this guy, he, this kid was in high school. Um, if he wasn't, um, content with or happy with getting a scholarship to Syracuse and going there, whether it was for the education or because it was a dream school or whatnot, uh, then he wouldn't have reclassified. You know, he would have stayed in high school, played another year, maybe tried to get a better scholarship, but instead he reclassified, um, graduated high school, and he got into college early, earlier than what he normally would have. So, I mean, he he sacrificed an extra year of high school and a possible better scholarship to go to Syracuse, right? And then after that, he still wasn't the starter and knew coming in that he wasn't going to be the starter, and he still didn't transfer even after this COVID stuff. So... Um. Yeah, I mean, I just think that because of those things, I think that he likes the situation and he likes the school. Um, and yeah, I think he's a high character guy that doesn't think about just basketball. Same thing with Barama. And um, I just I think we're going to see him in an orange uniform next year.
1: An easy one. We already think we know the answer to Jesse Edwards enters the transfer portal. Uh, I would have sold on this anyway, Joe, I assume you would have, there's no reason for him to go anywhere. He's got the starting spot locked in. He had a fantastic year. The momentum was building. Who knows what happens if we have him those last few games of the season. What'd he miss last six, something like that. Or was it more than that?
0: Well, I think it was the last six before the tournament.
1: Yeah. The last six before the tournament. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he was someone that, obviously, most improved player. I mean, he could have been the most improved player in the ACC, for crying out loud. So, um, Mm -hmm. by the way, it was one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, it was six. Um, So, there was no reason for him to be going anywhere. He's absolutely comfortable where he's at. He knows what he's doing. He's excelling. No reason for him to go anywhere. So, that's easy, right? I thought thought that was Mm -hmm. easy before it was easy. Uh, Cy, this one's also kind of easy. The, you know, I think the only tough one was Frank. Cy enters the transfer portal. Now, with Cy, he, he, no reason for him to go. He's, he's at home. He's from the Syracuse area. There's no reason for him to go anymore. Um, came from Marquette already, so he would have to sit a year. So, um, by the way, Jesse, 75% out of 377 votes said so. Twelve um, percent bought, thirteen percent held. So Cy enters the transfer portal. That's an easy sell for me. He's not going anywhere. Another guy too, who we got to watch develop uh, late in the year, and and just like Jesse, just had you know the injuries hit, and you know the sporadic games with him out, um, really hurt Syracuse. In really a couple are,
0: are, games, too, yeah. I mean, North Carolina is one that pops in my head. Yes. Uh, I mean, not only for Jesse, but also for Cy. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we were even in that game like that with the amount the Duke of players game. that we had.
1: Well, I guess... I well, guess, the Duke
0: du- game, yeah, but North Carolina, we only, I think, had like six players or something like that available. Scholarship players. Scholarship like six players, or seven, yeah. Was, right, so... Yeah. um, That one was, was one that uh, obviously popped in my head. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, Sai. No reason. Uh, I think that obviously the fans um, started to like him a lot more near the end of the season. Um, we're going to talk about him a little later with some stats, um, breakdown season stats. And um, I think that that'll probably further legitimize him, I think, with, with our listeners and the people who <laughs> listen. And uh, yeah,
1: um, Everybody big on Cy. You know, I saw a lot of stuff on social media, like when he's doing good. Oh, he should be getting way more minutes, and he should be, you know, they should have played him more earlier in the year. And, Dude, right. You know, these things happen. Like, that's how, that's how players develop. You don't just throw them out there and have them get freaking pickpocketed and, and just pushed around the court.
0: Yeah, and we didn't have a no, – I mean, you have, people have to understand, too, that, like, I mean, a couple of years ago they expanded the conference games from 18 to 20. Taking away two non-conference games, and then we just played a brutal non-conference schedule. So it's not a normal. I mean, just three, four years ago, two, three, four years ago, we were playing 13 non-conference games, and they were nothing like the non-conference that we had. We used to be going 11 and two, and then going into conference play, right? And that just wasn't the case this year. Uh, so again, that hurt because it's not the normal non-conference anymore, where you can play some of these easy layup kind of games and get some guys some minutes so i think that hurt benny and, and, and samir a little bit in the early part of the year because we were trying to win big games um and uh i mean that's just the it's just the culture of ncaa basketball now you know they took away two non-conference games uh, if you don't have a good enough non-conference and don't i mean look at wake force went 23 and 9 non-conference schedule was 226 or something like that and they didn't make the tournament Right. So you still got to play a non conference tournament. So now instead of 13 games where you can sprinkle a couple good ones and keep it at a decent strength of schedule rating, uh, now you have 11 and you have to, you know, kind of maneuver that non conference schedule to where it's not too easy and also it's not too hard. Because if it's too hard and you don't win those games, then it might screw you at the end of the year. But if it's too easy and you win those games, it might screw you at the end of the year. So,
1: yeah, if you don't uh, have the resume. Yeah, you got you're towing a fine line. If, the, if the, that recipe
0: if, is unknown, still.
1: Yeah, if if the resume is not being built on, um, you know, concrete, there ain't nothing there. I mean, yep. you, you know, it's just gonna. Um, so you know, which is, gonna which, which, to, which to which the point of Syracuse. I mean, I feel like Syracuse. I feel like they towed the line pretty good. Unfortunately, they just got they lost against some really crap teams, and that tournament was brutal. That tournament was yeah. brutal.
0: The Bahamas tournament was brutal, um, and then you know obviously the Cole game, Georgetown. Georgetown game, and then you know obviously we talked about before and 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 uh, at nauseum all the ACC games that we could have won, but we just let the teams come back with you know especially Miami the two Miami games Wake Forest game, I mean we just saw games just slip between our fingers. Uh, so North Carolina yeah, twice with Miami by the way over twice man. so
1: we we watched the game away twice against Miami
0: against Miami. Yeah. So, I mean, so the thing is, is that Samir, I don't think, and this is just me talking because of just what I've been seeing from recruiting and everything lately and how I've been looking at it, but I don't really know how good these guard I don't know if these guards coming in next year. I, I mean, hopefully one of them are, but you know, if we don't, and that's with the whole transfer portal stuff that was coming out, right. I saw something about Nellie Cummings, a guard from, Colgate, I think there's another guard, Hammond from uh, from Niagara, where Paulus coaches. They're, those guys are graduate transfers going to the transfer portal and former um,
1: Syracuse target. Well, you're right. talking about yeah. guards, though aren't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, those guys. If you can get one of those guys to come in, I mean, right now, to me, Samir is the starting point guard next year. I don't think a guy that's coming in as far as a recruiting class is going to take that away from him. Um, but
1: Definitely not right away, right?
0: No, but I still think that we need solid depth, and it wouldn't surprise me if we went out and got an older guard to just band-aid this for one year. And if that were the case, and this guy comes in like a Nelly Cummings and they happen to start over Samir, I still think that's going to be okay because Samir's going to be used, and Samir's not going to transfer out of his home city in home college again, just to sit a whole another year to no, go No, there's there's no so. way.
1: So what what do you think that does to like a a Quadier Copeland or something like that? I mean, obviously, I don't think he's going to play next year too much, right? I think he understands that, but he could if no one did if no one came in he we would see him.
0: Well, I think Quadir Copeland um, and who's the other guard there?
1: Bunch, Who Justin was, Taylor. Oh, Justin Taylor. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think those guys come in. I think that if they come in and we go in, we get a, a just a one year senior guy like a Nelly Cummings, right? Um, and then it's on the wall like, hey guys, like we're bringing in Nelly, but after this year, Joe and Nelly will be gone. Then I don't, I don't think those guys, I don't think those guys will have a problem because Gwider Copeland, he's a combo guard, so he can play point guard our shooting guard, and Justin Taylor, shooting guard. So uh, you're talking about we bring in a guy and then after next year joe and said guy or said transfer is gone and it's just samir and then those guys the next year i I think they'll be fine with it
1: yeah you gotta think so um justin taylor justin taylor he's a what see well they got him on the they got him on the brink of a four right four star yeah so Mm -hmm. um what were you going to say something? No,
0: I was just going to say that's my worry is that, you know, we got a, a, a solid five that are coming in. Um, if Cole comes, if Cole comes back, we got a starting a solid five starting, I think. But then we also have these five recruits coming in. And I just I, I'm just kind of up in the air as far as how many of them are going to be able to contribute next year. That's all.
1: Yeah, I agree. We always have high hopes, but it's always that it's always that. Period. Yeah. End of sentence. All right. Uh, Benny enters the transfer portal. A lot of speculation uh, from the 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 group of Syracuse fans that hate Jim Beheim. I think mostly. Yeah, I mean, of course, you're gonna get sprinkling a little bit of everybody, but they because he didn't get enough playing time early uh, that. The thoughts were Benny Williams was definitely going to transfer. He had said numerous times he was not going to. I take the man not only on his word, but just his body language and the fact that, like you mentioned, with Frank, I just think he's a high-character guy. And I feel like if he said it, he means it. I believe it. So I would sell Yeah, on Benny. and I
0: think I think I'm going to sell, too. And honestly, like... I think that Benny Williams partly is I think I know it hasn't been officially announced but I mean I wouldn't be surprised if Cole Swider stays and I feel like maybe I mean Benny Williams being here might be 50%. Yeah I mean he just I think that <laughs> there's been rumors that he's kind of taken him under his wing and everything like that you know and uh you know Benny Williams being the only freshman to come in and going against I mean you look imagine being an 18-year-old, yeah, now granted, like Anselm, he's he's his age, but, I mean, he's not a starter. But you go in and you're practicing against all these guys that are three, four years in. And you don't have any other of your peers that are, like, in a similar situation. Like, oh, we were all big men on campus last year. You know, like next year, you're going to have five freshmen coming in where they can kind of use each other as motivation, as someone to vent to, as someone who can kind of relate to the situation that they're in, right? Benny didn't have that this year. It was just him. Yeah, He was like, you know, uh, and, and it's a situation where I just feel like I've heard things. And, you know, Lockdown's talked about it a little bit where, you know, Cole Swider is kind of taking him under his wing. And he he kind of likes that, that guy. And um, Cole Swider, I think, near the end of the year, finally kind of got his confidence. And, again, when I go through some numbers later, I mean, you see some stuff like, he probably should have shot a lot more this year. And
1: um Well, like okay. Fair.
0: I think that this guy can be somebody that comes back and, and fulfills the the, the the starting five that, that I foresee and can really be um the guy, the next guy to step out of the you know, the Beheim brothers' shadows and, and be that leader. So um and I think Benny has, you know, a, a lot to do with that and um hopefully that's what happens, and, and I don't see Benny leaving. He's said it multiple times that he's not. So,
1: um, Where was the – oh, so we're talking about Cole. Oh, my gosh. I covered it up. Hold on a second. I just screenshotted it. Let me look. No,
0: well, we were talking about Benny, but he kind of just we're, transferred we're, over to Cole. Right, but I
1: have, a, I have a poll for Cole. So that poll is Cole, sli- Cole Slider. Cole Slider returns to the Orange next season. Okay, this is pretty close. And it's by the way, the Benny the Benny was 328 votes, 60% sold, 15% bought, and 25% held. It's a lot of buying on that, I believe. I believe i big all the way around in my opinion. All right, Cole Swider returns to the Orange next season. Um look, Joe saw something in the rumor mill. The the, the fact is is that he hasn't announced yet, which tells me he's at least thinking about it. I feel like the guy's thinking about it. And he's season opportunity. I think he feels like he missed some time in the beginning of the year getting used to the system, and he had some pretty bad games. Joe was really hard on Cole. Joe called Cole garbage time Cole because that's the only time he shined.
0: So, that was the beginning.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. That was the but, beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying I think he feels like he he probably knows, doesn't feel like, probably knows that he took some time to adjust and get acclimated to the system in that once he did, he was phenomenal. And, it, of course, it was down the stretch, always always that last end of the season going to the ACC tournament for, for guys like that. And I feel like he's like, man, I could really contribute to this team next year, and that's what he's thinking about. And I think, I think Cole, I think Cole might stay. I've said before that I would be extremely happy if Cole stayed. I feel like it would be a, a he would be. There's a lot of people who are like, oh no, I don't want any of them returning. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, I think he'd be a huge asset to Syracuse if he returned next year. So, I, it- I, I want to buy. I want to buy. I just don't think he will. But I want him to. So I'm I'm gonna sell, but I want him to stay.
0: Mm, see, I wouldn't even I would this this is one that I'd probably use my hold on, but I just I just have this feeling because like exactly to what you said, I mean you gotta look at this ride, right? Like the fact that Cole Swider picked Villanova over Syracuse, probably around the time when Villanova won a national championship or they are more relevant had than us, right? Yeah. And what happened was he kind of got buried in the bench. You know, um, he never started really that much uh, came off the bench. He wasn't the the guy, so to speak. Right. right. And then he kind of got screwed over in a situation where COVID and all this stuff gave extra people, extra seasons. And now it was, came to a, a point where he was supposed to be the guy, you know, all the seniors are leaving. So it's my turn to shine next year. Right. Except for they got to come back. Right. So now, he transfers, he comes over to Syracuse, and who knows? Maybe he's like, man, I made a mistake. Maybe I should have came to Syracuse this whole time. Because I'm telling you right now, and you know better than me, Like, we would have used him more in the last three years than Villanova did. And he would have been more acclimated, and, and who knows? I, I just think it's a situation where he had to get acclimated to a new team, Obviously to a new place, new style. of, of, of
1: Completely different playing. style. Probably something that right. he's never even played even throughout his whole basketball career.
0: Right. But then on top of that, now you're a starter. Now we're looking at you like, go, score, shoot. You know, what are you doing? How many times did he give up open shots, you know? And I don't think, I think it took him a little bit of time to kind of get acclimated to the fact that, okay, I'm going to be playing 35 minutes a game. And these guys expect me to shoot 15 times a game, right? And be the guy. And that's what you saw near the end of the season. Is you saw a guy that stepped up and he scored, what did he scored like thirty six or something in North 36. Carolina, twenty eight at Duke, thirty six.
1: Like, you want to almost say thirty six wasted points? He scored almost half the points for the game,
0: right? And then he had twenty eight, right?
1: Yeah, he had a bunch against, against Duke too.
0: Against Duke, and right? we held
1: strong with Duke. That was you know, that came down to the last like what minute? Yeah. Actually, was that the one that came down to the last minute? Yeah, no. It wasn't. It was even, like, yeah, it was around there. It was around there. It was.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, those last couple games, I mean, he ended up being the second-leading scorer on the team, but, I mean, it was because of those last two games.
1: Right, at the end of the year, yeah.
0: And then he has two options, right? It's you go pro or you stay. And granted, as much as he might be older, like, If you go pro right now, if he goes pro right now, he's not going to get drafted. Uh, Most likely, he won't – might make a G League team, whatever. He'll end up being able to play overseas. But I feel like this dude still has, like, growth.
1: Yeah. he he,
0: he can differential – the difference of, like, Jimmy and and Buddy, to me, I don't want to say they've maximized it, but, I mean, them coming back isn't going to help their draft stock, their professional – you know, their situation and their professional careers, Right. This is a guy where if he comes back and he gets out of the two shadows of, I mean, two guys. You know who shot, shot the most shots this, this year?
1: Shot the most shots this year. Yeah. Um, who, took
0: them, who took the most shots this year?
1: Jimmy Boeheim. No, Buddy. Buddy. Okay. By a lot. Okay, by a lot.
0: Buddy by about 142. Okay. Six. Okay. But who was second? Jimmy Boeheim. At three seventy eight. Then Cole Swider was three sixty four, Joe Girard was three sixty two. So you take all that's those crazy shots, that that's, Joe
1: shot less than Cole, but but Yeah, there was games right. where he was just not good and he just stopped.
0: Right. So between Buddy and Jimmy, they shot nine hundred shots basically. Over nine hundred shots. That gotta be made up from somewhere else next year. And if you take Cole out of that situation, where are those shots coming from? So Again, it's a perfect situation where in Cole, he's got a game where he can actually get drafted in the NBA. He can, you know what I mean? Like he, if he ups his game, the way that he was playing near the end of the year, if he makes that, I don't want to say consistent, but he was scoring 36 and 28. He ended up averaging 14 for the season. So he can get that up to near 20 like Buddy did next year without the BayHimes there. And uh, I honestly am buying the fact that, I think he's going to do it you because he, he actually back. has something to gain by coming back versus the Bayheims don't.
1: Okay. Yeah. All in all, it makes sense for him to, I think. I, I really want him to, right? I mean, we can talk about the lineup. If he doesn't come back, you're going to have what, Joe? <laughs> Benny in, you know, a man. I mean, I don't know. Well,
0: that's the problem, <laughs> right? He's Is, like goes. I was looking oh, yeah. at it. That's the problem is if he comes back, then you know what the starting lineup is going to be, right? Exactly. Barring the fact of us getting a, a good transfer or one of these recruits come in and they just kill it. They're just way un, just underrated and everything like that, right? Um, but that's what I was even talking about A guard is I don't want to rely on any of these five recruits coming in. I want to be able to say, okay, we got to back up center. We got to back up this. We got to back up already. If Cole, doesn't, if Cole stays, we still need another forward. We're still going to need one of these guys to come in to be able to give us some minutes. I think we'll be good with Jesse and Frank at center. Um, two but two of them. Again,
1: we need two of them if he doesn't come back.
0: That's right? my point. Yeah. How much are we relying on freshmen coming in we, if we Cole can't. Slider doesn't come?
1: We can't. I mean, that would that would be a tremendous... We We would start... Deep in a hole next year, I feel like that's not to say these guys are't well, Think about what colleagues.
0: Benny would have to do. Think about what the team would ask be asking Benny to do
1: after this year. yeah, that would be a lot to be a, a lot for him to mm-hmm. do as well so to, yeah, but if Cole comes back, Cole and Benny start I mean you got it, you got you know you got some young guys on the bench. who knows you sprinkle them in before you know it, you're able to move things around. you know how it goes it does the same we do the same thing every year. we see the same thing every year with it, so uh, yeah, you know. At the end of the day, too, when you look at it and you think, you know, Joe's probably got – well, technically Joe has two more years, right, because he could come back again. But <clears throat> he could. He's gonna. <laughs> so, would you say he's gonna? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll see. I mean, it would be – at this – I mean, looking at it right now, I mean, which is we're a, a whole year away from it, there's no reason for him not to. No. You know See, I mean?
0: I mean, I think this team is going to stay intact, maybe minus one person.
1: For the maybe. next. For going into 2024. Wait, 2024. No, going into
0: next season. Yes. Yeah. Go and ahead. I mean, realistically, the only person that I would ever sell in any of these polls as far as going to the transfer portal is John Bolzak.
1: Yeah, I didn't do John Bolzak.
0: And he did it last year and he came back because he wasn't getting any interest. Right. So,
1: And he probably and won't again.
0: No, and he didn't do anything this there's, year there's, to... There's, yeah. yeah,
1: there's just nothing to bolster his stock. And, you know, he might as well just stay put and take the opportunities and make the most out of them when he gets them. I mean, I don't see... There's just the transfer portal so clogged with players that it'd be tough for a John Bull to get a look. You know, I mean, you know where do you want to go?
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: Joe, we are going to – we'll get into the next year stuff here in a second. We're going to hear from Athletic Greens and Cast real quick. But I did have one more poll. I think I put out that day. Did I put it out that day? No, I put it out a couple of days before. Uh, should men – can? oh, by the way, by the way, Cole Swider, 46% out of 147 votes bought that, 36% sold, and 18% held. So hey. the, the, the majority of people think – our, what? The majority of people oh, think Cole's ahead. coming back, too. Go yeah. ahead.
0: You know who led, uh, led the team in rebounding this year?
1: Cole. Yep. I'm, I'm not cheating, either. Joe told me to turn off my stats. He's going to quiz me throughout the show. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he did. He ended up uh, on top of that. And I don't know what he Kinda averaged crazy. a game. What was it a game? Five? Six? Uh,
0: six something? 6.8? Almost 7. So, so, yet, about, so about 7. you know Jimmy... Jimmy Bayheim had twenty four more offensive rebounds than him. And Cole still led rebounding.
1: Jimmy tells you was, a little bit
0: about Jimmy G- Jimmy's Jimmy defensive rebounding.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. Tells you a little bit about that too. But he was close to the rim a lot.
0: That's so. what I'm saying, is I can understand the offensive rebound, but I'm just saying like he had twenty four more offensive rebounds than Cole, and Cole still out rebounded him by twenty.
1: Yeah. So Um, okay. Joe this was a poll this was a Twitter poll I put it up there so we might as well mention it I mean you can fast forward to this part you can whatever should men compete in women's sports in the NCAA Joe yes no or no but as a third option
0: should men compete in women's sports
1: in the NCAA no no okay 85% of 74 votes 74 votes come on guys and gals
0: yeah, a bunch of people didn't want to touch
1: that. No, I know, but it's anonymous, first of all. But I think the people who didn't want to touch it were like, I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this means. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go here after going there. Athletic Greens. Tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients helps to support a healthy gut, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. Aging, it's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything, plus it costs less than $3 a a day it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially during cold and flu season it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance ColorCast. It is a live audio-only sports talk platform free to download news, talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is go to your iOS or Android store and download the app. It is free. Create a profile I'll link it to your Twitter and join the league or group that suits you. Follow us at Qs Militia and not- be notified when our room goes live. Thank you, Athletic Greens and Colorcast. Okay. Obviously, you will catch us here live on the show in the Green Room app. Okay, Joe. We got f- five of these guys coming in. We touched on we touched on a couple of them. And um, you know, I, it's been, you know, we're a year separated from even really talking about these guys. Let's be honest. So, um, I did some, I did a little bit of research before coming on today and we can talk about them all, Joe. We can, I, I will trust your opinion. Like, like we've talked about, you know, plugging one of these guys in immediately would be a difficult task. Uh, I think size starts. I hope Swider comes back, but let's just hypothetically say Swider does not come back, Joe. Okay, what do we got? We got Chris Bunch, right? Um, are you on mute? No. So sorry. okay, I was no, just, I you're very you very like... quiet. Uh, so let's start with Chris Bunch. Let's 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 say that that Swider doesn't come back. I feel like this is the best option. I feel like he's um, he's a four star. Okay, six eight hundred ninety, um, long. Obviously, he's got a good shot. He can he's a good, he can rebound. And, um, like I said, with the length, you know, that is, it suits the zone. It's really, it, you know, and he's athletic. So, um, if anybody's going to fill those shoes, Joe, what do you think about Chris Bunch?
0: Yeah. I mean, on paper, he is the, the best recruit that we have, um, in six, seven, one 185, obviously he's got the length and everything, um, to be a wing, to be a good wing. Um, but, again, just like what we saw with Benny, I mean, Benny was rated higher than any of these guys. Yeah. And, um, and you know, there's always that, that transition. And a lot of this is how the, the, the kids handle this transition. Um, so, I mean, that's why it's tough to, again, like we can talk about them and, and, and you know, talk about – what they can do on some of their highlight tapes and everything. But I remember last year doing this and watching some of Benny Williams highlights tapes and he looked really good on the highlight tapes, you know, and then you see him play and you're like, well, where's the rest of the tapes that they didn't, there's the rest of the part of the game they didn't show and how did he play? You know what I mean? Like, so I'm, I'm kind of starting to, especially, you know, I don't know, sometimes it's, it's more, um, it's easier for me to get excited for people as far as football recruits, but, um,
1: I don't get excited for any of them more,
0: yeah, I know. It's it's I get that. <clears throat> it's just one of those things where you just never know what you're going to get. Exactly,
1: I mean. exactly. I hate getting too excited. That's my thing. And I could easily yeah. get too excited about any basketball recruit. I was super super stoked about Benny. I was super stoked about Joe. We all remember what Joe did, you know, his first year. I mean, he got plugged right in. It was it was a struggle, right? Yep, yep, um, yep. There were some there were some very bad moments. And you know, I just don't get too high on these guys. They got a lot of pressure coming in. And I, my expectations are low. Therefore, whatever I see in the positive is a bonus. That's how I got to look at it from, from my own sanity.
0: Yeah. And, and again, too, a lot of this comes down to some guys don't have to be strong or, or have a lot of weight on them to play strong. So that's another thing that you, you never really know. until you get in there and you see him against stronger guys in competition, but you know, Chris bunch, six seven one eighty five. one eighty five, you know, he's got to put some weight on, um, Quidier Copeland, 6'6", 175. Um, you know, Peter Carey, 6'11", 190. I mean, I'm looking at these guys. As it's, a good, it's a good recruiting class to bring in, but some of these guys, based upon just their strength and size, probably won't even be able to play or, or help us next year. So, But, yeah, I mean, Chris Bunch, as far as what the scouts say and, and I mean, what everyone's talking about, I mean, he could be a possible you know, guy to, to, to come out and, and definitely get some burn.
1: You know what? Right, what? Well, look. I have. I. I did. I went back and looked at an old SI, or I don't know how old it is. Let me see. Is there a date on it? No, November twelfth, twenty twenty-one. Our good buddy Mike McAllister, over at Sports Illustrated SI, uh, he said. Well, he's got the coach quoted in here. As far as, as far as Peter Carey goes, said he's seven-one. So. He's listed at six nine, or excuse me, 6'11", 6'11. Yeah, um, two twenty, which is a that's a good size, man. But seven one's even better. So, I don't know. Um, he's another guy that can, you know, he's going to, he's not going to put the ball on the floor a ton. He's going to just, he's just going to slam it. You know, he's going to be that guy. He's got good hands. Peter Carey. Um, yeah got good yeah. hands his his coach was his coach was quoted as saying um, he times his block times his blocks like nobody he's ever seen in d1 and he's coached at all the levels and that's his aau coach jesse Sh- shapiro by the way and so you know look for a look for a guy like peter carey to just you know he could just be a ball swatter if anything so i mean and obviously if he is 7-1 that's an advantage of course and we need someone strong down low. And, and if this kid develops, you know, freshman year a little bit, maybe gets into his sophomore year and he gains a little bit more weight. I mean, he could yeah. be he could be the guy we've been waiting for for, like, since Christmas. And not, like, well, last Christmas, game Christmas.
0: No, well, I mean, I'm happy with Jesse right now. I'm and happy with Jesse, too. He needs give us one or two needs- more years, than, you know. But, I mean, right now with Frank and Jesse. Uh, I mean, Peter Carey, he's going to come here and – I, think I, I look at it like I don't expect anything from him this year. I mean, I'd like to see him in some early non-conference games, see what he's got and, mm-hmm. you know, see kind of what what he's good at and what he's not good at, and then we'll take it from there. I mean, obviously, if somebody comes in and they're a freak and they're just going to take somebody, but I just don't see this guy coming coming in and taking over Justin.
1: No, 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 no. But, but next year, if this kid develops – I mean, right. he, he's going – he, he could very easily at the very least surpass Frank. He's just way big – first of all, he's way bigger. He, he, and, you know, I think that with a year under his belt, and we don't know what Frank – I mean, dude, Frank could go off next year. You know, he could, he could be yep. another Jesse Edwards, you know. I feel like he took
0: a step – Frank, yeah, I he mean, definitely did. I thought he was better this year than he was Ab- last year. Absolutely. Sure.
1: How much did he play last year? I mean, I, I don't bar- right. Barely ever remember. He not wasn't much. He wasn't much at all. Right. He got much more burnt this year. And obviously, he's going to get better with the more he gets. You know, And he and he did do a. I thought he did a decent job of making the most out of his opportunities. But I'm not a coach, and I don't see all the little things that coach sees. Obviously, he was frustrated sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right? To say the least. So, um, all right, we've done Chris. We've done Peter. You mentioned Quadier Copeland. Um, This is a guy, you know, um, 6'6", 175, okay, physical, um, quick, obviously athletic, and um, he can play the one or two, according to this evaluation from Mike McAllister. So, (laughs) Um, actually, uh, Jason Jordan. That's his analysis over at SI All-Americans. Um, <clears throat> so, don't know a ton about Quattier Copeland. I, re, I mean, I know the name was big, three-star, and um, obviously going to be in, let's see, could be next year. Joe thinks, Joe thinks Joe's going to stay. Um, but the point guards develop in some depth, finally. I mean, remember a couple years ago, we didn't really, we had two. We had two guards. Right. <laughs> Period. Um, so, mm-hmm. developing some depth there, which is going to be good so long as no one transfers. And, um, you know, we'll see what, what happens. But, like you said, I don't think anybody's going to come in and take anything away from Cy, especially at first. But, you know, there could be situations where you see a Quadir and a Cy, right? I mean, you never know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it all depends on his jump shot. Uh, I think you're. Justin Taylor's more of the three point guy than Quadir Copeland, but. I mean a 6.6 i know 175 skinny but a 6.6 that height um at the top of the 2-3 zone is really what i look at and um again just me personally i would like to see syracuse get a transfer guard um i don't know exactly you know how many more scholarships we have or how much more we can dip into that but uh you know, transfer guard, transfer forward, something like that to give us some depth. Uh, but right now I look at it like I'd, I'd much rather see that. But as far as looking at Quadir Copeland and, and I feel like. Like, I don't know how good of an th- outside shooter he is. I feel like he's more of a take it to the basket kind of guy. And I also kind of feel like this is I don't want to say forcing a guy into playing point guard but i think this is more of like he's okay, a penetrator
1: he's, he's going to be someone that's going to be able to penetrate and he's going to be he's he's got good ball handling skills and he's going to be able to who knows kick out situations or well and if
0: he can play if he can play point guard six six one seventy five, 175 he's gonna be having height height mismatch stuff like that so um yeah i mean it could work out uh who knows maybe maybe he's you know honed some of his point guard skills and IMG and everything like that this year when he moved there to play with Justin. Um,
1: defense. T-
0: Taylor, who's always coming in. But, I mean, if he can play defense, and I think that's the one thing, right, is that we've seen, I mean, our offense this year, which, I mean, it was awesome to watch that offense right. sometimes. We
1: struggled on defense.
0: Most of the time, right? But. I thought seen- the
1: defense, by the way, I think the defense joke coach said, oh, it's not, it's not as good as it, yeah, I know, but it got better. The defense got better towards the end. Yeah, near
0: the end. But when you look at it throughout the year, that's why we didn't win the games that we won that didn't give us the resume to get us into the tournament, right? I mean, you can be good by the end of the year, but that's what it's all about, is when are you going to gel? When is it going to click? And if it clicks too late, then you don't get enough wins, and there you go. So the end of the year, I mean, especially, like I said, Jesse and the ifs and whats, but even at the end of the year, I thought that we were – um, head and shoulders above where we were uh, earlier in the year, and um, I mean, yeah, it's just is what it is. But when you look at this recruiting class, I see defense, I see size, I see athleticism, athleticism right? And um, you just hope. That, Which we missed. You know, they... we
1: missed some athleticism. Obviously, this yeah. year is probably the biggest yeah. topic of the year of the season. Yeah. So
0: yeah, so I mean, they're going to come and they're going to compete. Um, and I hope that Quedier Copeland can transition to a, a, to a point guard better than Joe did and um, be our leader in the future. It ain't going to be next year, though, most likely.
1: No. He looks like a young Dr. Dre, by the way, I think. Not that that. I mean, that's just food for cool. thought. Food for thought. Uh, but who's next? Uh, let's do uh, Justin Taylor. You were just talking about Justin Taylor, guard. 66200 uh one of the best shooters in his class high basketball IQ obviously at 66 six, um at the top of the zone he's going to have some length i mean look for turnover opportunities and things like that it's going to fit well in the zone so um four star by the way so yep. another another really um this was one i remember when when he announced i was like there's no way we're going to get this dude and we did so uh let's see. Nationally ranked one oh eight at the time at let's see. When did I print this? This is last week. I assume two four seven keeps their stuff updated. So uh nationally ranked one hundred and eighth position rank twenty sixth. And in the state he was ranked eighteenth overall. So that's yeah. pretty good.
0: Yeah, and and he out of Florida too, by a little the way. He's a little, what's
1: that? Out of Florida too. I mean that's a, that's a good state to be ranked eighteenth in.
0: Yeah. So yep. And he is 6'6", 200 pounds, you know, 25 more pounds, um, heavier than Queddie or Copeland. And hey, this guy, uh, realistically with him, um, whether we bring in a transfer guard or not, but if we do de- if we don't, then I feel like this is the guy that we might see come in and kind of be that person, uh, You know, taller guy that can shoot threes, come off the bench. Uh, I mean, I could see a situation where if we don't bring in a transfer guard to where this is the guy that comes in to spell Samir, Joe moves over to point guard, right, and then he plays shooting guard. Then maybe bring in Samir for Joe to give him a couple minutes and then Samir's point guard. But as long as he can play defense and just the the fact that he's just a a talented three-point shooter, I think that that gives him the upper hand. Especially considering this. Sam, Samir's a point guard and Joe is a combo guard. I'll give him that. I mean, he played point guard all these times, so he's probably gonna be the point guard when Cy does come out. So if there is a guard in this class that's gonna come in and help us next year, it's gonna be Justin Taylor with his height in the front of the two three zone and shooting threes.
1: And like you said, getting a lot of defense. You got Cy, he was he was probably, you know, elevated to one of our best defensive players, you know, a, a defensive point guards i should say i guess at you know at the top i mean he was um, he was really good and he rose to that okay um just made the most out of what he could do and joe's never been known for his defense uh so you know you've got a lot of guys coming in like you said to your point you just mentioned a couple minutes ago about the you know defense i mean this is a a, it's this class coming in it shows that big time especially i mean they're all big guys They're all big guys well yeah
0: well, and that's when I look at I look at that, and I'm like, wow, you know what I mean? Because you look at a guy where you could see in a couple of years where you have a six six point guard at Quadier Copeland with a six, six six shooting guard, Justin Taylor with your swing forward that can shoot threes with six seven Chris Bunch, right? Malik Brown at six nine, and with a Peter Carey at six eleven. I mean, you basically just, I mean, you you recruited a possible future starting five.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's yeah, just really. one of
0: those things where I mean, they're all good enough to be able to be there one day, but when are they going to get there? And you that's know, still- what are the expectations from the fans? Because you know, the fans see Kentucky and Kansas and Duke. Well, this is—I was just going to say—this
1: is the old school way of doing it. This is how Syracuse used to do it back in the day, man. And that's how they got some of those teams, you know, late '80s, early '90s teams and stuff like that. When I was a kid watching them, well, you got to watch these guys for years you know, play. Well, Billy Owens, what? He was three years or something like that. But, you know, you got to, that was, you know, that was a good chunk of my childhood watching all those guys. And, you know, yep. I mean, that's how Syracuse always developed. It's never been one of these, other than, you know, a couple guys, notably Carmelo, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, with the way that Jim we've recruits.
0: we two years, too. Yeah,
1: we've had a couple, you know. But that stuff, too, is, has gone more just, it's just spread more viral throughout college basketball in general now.
0: Yeah, in the time. There's
1: right. the opportunities that, right, the opportunities that they have now with these European leagues getting to be as popular as they are and stuff like that, there wasn't just, like, one main home. Like, you can go almost anywhere and make decent money now.
0: Well, and you got to strike when the money's good, too, right? So Tyler Ennis had an unbelievable year, got to go, right, one and done. Yeah. Yeah. Had to do it right, but even Dion Waiters, Michael Carter Williams, Malachi Richardson, Tyler Lydon, like
1: all had two decent in their Two when they're
0: gone. Yeah. two when they're gone, man.
1: Yeah, I remember I think John,
0: Johnny Flynn only did two, right?
1: I believe so. Yeah, was he two, two or three? No, he definitely did. Two, he definitely did two, right? Mm-hmm. We we would have to look at that. By the way, he was ranked class of two thousand seven, ranked fifth on the list here for all time commits. According to 247. Um, What was I going to say, though? What was I going to say? I don't know. I forget. You screwed me up. Sorry, bud. It's fine. I was going to make a point about somebody. Oh, Tyler Lydon. I remember thinking Tyler Lydon, you know, oh, he needs one more year. He needs one more year. Were we doing the show then? Why do I feel like we were doing the show then? Maybe. Yeah, we were. We were, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I remember being like when he was leaving, like man, I was so devastated. But at the same time, I was like, ah, he's not going to do that, guy. Well, I was wrong. That's why. Well, I, that's hey, why I don't. At
0: least this. he went and made money before he got that hip injury, and now he's retired. So
1: yeah, he's already retired. In-
0: <laughs> and that's why kids go though, because yeah. anything can happen, just like that. Johnny Flynn had hip situations. I know Ennis has had some. You know, these injuries happen, and uh, you know the. the Sometimes if you can strike it when you're when your stock is high and someone's going to pay you a lot of money to play basketball, you got to you got to take it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, we got one more to go over here. I'm just finding something here. All right. Um Malik Brown, forward 69210. Good-sized guy, good rebounder, got a got a hell of a wingspan. Doesn't give me the uh exact schematics on that but um he he was in high school this is noted here that he was used in the press a lot on both sides of the ball so um you know someone who can help get the ball up is you know being facilitated facilitated too and also uh, good on defense and that's the wingspan so yeah. Uh, another guy who's gonna be able to contribute uh, a lot on defense. And we all remember from the past, let's see, I don't know, probably what, Joe? Three years. We've been really, really bad with the press. I mean, it's been an obvious an obvious problem, I think, for Syracuse basketball the past couple of years. So Yeah. It seems like we're you know, this next class, obviously they're not gonna play next year, but we're got the guys if they stay to uh to be able to kind of turn some of those things around.
0: Yeah. So there was a recent article and it's forgive me that I just forget where it's from. Um, but Malik Brown, he actually, um, plays in Virginia, Dyke, Virginia. And, uh, he actually won, I think player of the year in division two of the high schools there. I don't really know how high school works there. Um, but he won player of the year. They won a state championship, I think for the fourth time. Um, and he's ranked ninth in the state, and usually Virginia has pretty good basketball. So, uh, to me, in, in in this article as well, uh, they had said
1: two four seven's he's, got him eighth in the state. I'm just
0: okay you. eighth in the state. Yeah. So, from what I see and from this article that I read, um, like they even said it. Like Malik Brown seems very underrated in this class. Um, to me, I think that he is. Rated lower than what he is because a lot of this stuff is sad as it's everything is political nowadays. So, you know, if you're not in the high end AAU circuit or if you're not at some you know, you know, like IMG Academy, like name, Copeland and, name and Justin Taylor went to, yeah, name recognition. You know, he just stayed at his high school in Division Two, which I'm assuming isn't probably the most competitive division of high school in your state. And I mean, the dude's solid. And six nine two ten, and like you said, used used in the press. Like to me, he seems like a guy that's he's not flashy. He ain't gonna score you a lot of points, but does all the dirty work. And 6'9", six nine two ten, um, and it's, with the, the the wingspan and everything that he has, like he to me is the guy. Like Cole Swider doesn't come back, and we don't get a, a transfer, which I think would be a huge mistake for our coaching staff. Anyway, to put our freshman recruiting class to come in in that situation
1: um oh they got to be re-recruiting cole swider
0: oh absolutely yeah but either way cole swider does not come back this is the guy i look to to actually possibly be the man that steps in and plays because it's going to be all defense can you play defense it's
1: what this team was built. on This is what this team was built on. I mean, we might give up a little offense with some of these guys in the future. Who knows? But, but that's what this. That's what this system is built on. And we did hear Jim say, you know, I mean, he did it. You saw it in the ACC tournament. You know, he changed up the defense a little bit. I mean, you know, what if Jim does that? Like, I don't know, ten games ahead of when he actually did it. You know, ten games ahead of the. You know, maybe around the time we lost Jesse or just before. If we start working on that. You know that kind of triangle defense, right? And you know because it it worked it through a wrench in things for for a lot of people. And if Syracuse could be versatile to switch in and out of that zone when they need to, they could be dangerous, especially with the guys coming in.
0: Well, I think that this year was the one year, and I think that like you to your point to your credit, um, they just kind of caught on a little too late because they should have been changing up their defenses because that's what you do when you don't have a defense that you can say. This is what we're just really, really good at, and we're going to stop you, right? Instead of this is what we run, and if we don't stop you, this is we're just going to try to make it work, right? Like, no. Go to man and maybe make them try to do something, right? Or go to a different zone and try to make them do something. This should have been the year where we should have been probably had two, three, four different type of zone kind of Hybrids. weird defenses that we could throw at them And just just to confuse the teams for a couple minutes, a couple possessions to just get them to, you know, to gain some possessions back and get them confused and then pop back to another one. And then they got to get used to that one, right? Like, that's how that works. And I think that we should have done that a lot more this year. And that last game kind of proved that we probably should have to play that type of defense without Buddy. And it was all because, you know, I was almost like Duke didn't know what to do because Buddy wasn't there, but also... Um, changing up defenses and stuff you know they got to get used to it they got to figure out how to beat it and when they when they beat it, change to something else with a little bit of a twist, right? like you just gotta be a little bit more you know
1: more rocks adaptable. in your pocket. You just got yeah
0: a little bit more adaptable yeah to different things less different predictable It's
1: just too everything was too predictable with the defense they everybody knew the weak spots they knew the struggles um and with with the <laughs> with the ball chasing and the way that some of these teams are moving the ball. I mean, obviously Syracuse Synerc- yeah. just didn't have what it took they just get lost real easy. And Cole out there in the beginning of this thing kind of lost uh, a lot lost. Um, you know, mentioned him. He just started in a hole. He just didn't have a choice. So anyway, yeah,
0: well, it's an unfortunate. And like I said, unfortunately it stinks, but like, again, it was almost like the definition of insanity this year because you know, you can only go for so long, but saying, like, hey, you know, it takes a little while for the guys to learn to do it together, right, and learn the rotations before it's like, okay, they know them, they just can't do it. But we're just continually going to throw the same thing at you, same thing at you. So it was unfortunate, but it's positive to see that we got some of these guys coming in. And I think Malik Brown is an underrated guy from a smaller town, smaller school. And – uh I look to, to him to kind of be the guy that's probably going to come in first forward off the bench behind Benny and Cole. I mean, God, if Cole doesn't come back, think about the shots. Like, we just talked about the fact that 900 shots are going to be gone from last year's team with the Bayheims. Add another 300-something to that with Cole, and then imagine just right uh, Joe,
1: now. Can you imagine this, just Joe just chucking them up, just one after would, another? That's all it would be. Close another. your
0: eyes. We just finished the season. Close your eyes. Imagine the starting lineup is Benny Williams, Jesse Edwards. One of these forwards that we have know nothing about with Joe Girard and Samir Torrance. Where are the shots coming from? Oh, we're gonna other get than just feeding Jesse and Joe hucking it.
1: So, we
0: almost need Cole. Otherwise we need transfers.
1: Yeah. It's gotta be one or the other, right? It's gotta be some kind of experience in there. And that's, that's the reality of it. I'd like to see Cole come back. You see how long it takes for people to just adjust. And it's just, you can have a high basketball IQ and still struggle adjusting to Jim Boeheim's defense. So, hey,
0: And I'll tell you what, buy, sell, or hold. If Cole comes back, do we have a better year next year no, than we did this year?
1: Yes, we do. So, so you would say... If Cole comes back, Syracuse will have a better year than they did last year. Yes. So, bye. I think so. Record-wise. I think so.
0: I mean, we I didn't bring it, in. I mean, even with the same team, I mean, we bring
1: I always in say recruits, this, though.
0: The, un, the unknown of the five recruits, and we are bringing this because I'm right there with you. Because I, I look at it, and I look at a team that was kind of, I don't want to say forced into certain things, but, like, it was mismanaged, you know? I look at it like it was, Samir we, Torrance sends it.
1: We we questioned I mean, coach they, more this year than we ever did in six yep, years of yeah. of talking about Syracuse basketball on this show. And there was just Do a, you know? Is this quiz time again?
0: Quiz time. Okay. Who who's who made the most three pointers on a team this year?
1: Oh, I would have to say Buddy. I would have to say Buddy.
0: Wrong. Joe.
1: Was it really?
0: Joe hit 89, Buddy hit 88, and Cole hit Oh,
1: come hit 81. on. And,
0: and Cole well, hit eighty okay. one? And Cole hit eighty one. Wow. Now, how many now who do you think took the most three point shots?
1: I think I think Buddy did.
0: Buddy. That's, and that's what I was gonna say. Joe Girard hit one more three than Buddy, and you know how many more threes Buddy took than him?
1: I would say I would say can you tell me how many Joe took? And I'll tell you how many more Buddy took.
0: Joe Girard took two hundred okay. and twenty one. Okay. But
1: Buddy took two hundred and sixty. 258. Oh, wow. Okay. All right.
0: So Buddy hit – he shot 37 more threes, and Joe hit one more than him. And to take another one, Cole Swider hit an 81. You know how many he shot?
1: I bet he shot less than both of them.
0: 197.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Right. So when you look at that, that screams to me that Joe Girard's a shooting guard, especially since – let's just scroll down the list. Do you know who led the team in assists?
1: Is this a trick question? Nope, it's not. No, it's pretty easy. Joe,
0: Joe. yeah, Joe Girard. Yeah, okay. He had one hundred and thirty-eight assists. Okay, one hundred and thirty-eight. What did he average? He had he had eleven and he had eleven thousand twenty-six minutes. Samir Torrance only had three hundred ninety-two. Okay, okay. So Joe Girard. Samir Torrance played a quarter of what Joe Girard played. Uh-huh. Okay, how many assists? Okay, Joe had 138. How many assists did Samir have? 60. 60. I'm sticking. 88. with...
1: 88. Oh wow. Okay. 88. That's really okay. good. Now that's really good. Now you
0: only 50 away, right? And yeah. He had only played quarter of the minutes, right? Yeah. Now who had the most turnovers on the team? Oh, Joe. Joe. Yeah. So end. he had 138 assists to 92 turnovers. Not even two to one.
1: No, which is, which, which is to the good, technically. If you can double, oh, yeah. I guess well, you're, you're technically in the, in the green.
0: Right. So 88 assists to Samir Torrance. How many turnovers do you have?
1: Oh, so how many turnovers did Samir have to 88 assists? I'm going to say mm-hmm. 25.
0: 26.
1: Holy shit. Okay.
0: Yep. Well, I'm good at this. You got any more? So he's almost I know, right? <laughs> so he's uh, yeah. Okay. Who led the team in blocks? Jesse. <laughs> Come on. By how, by how much?
1: By how much? To second on the team?
0: Um, yeah. Uh, Mind uh, you, he missed eight uh, games. Average? No, not average.
1: Total. Oh, total. Um Jesse
0: hit Jesse had 67 blocks.
1: Okay, I'd say All the right? next the next best would maybe be this is a wild guess, kinda. Jimmy with thirty
0: six. <laughs> Frank was seventeen.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Good on Frank. Good so, on Frank.
0: Right. Yeah. So when you look at that, Samir Torrance to me screams like he should have had more minutes. Um, he eighty eight assists to twenty six turnovers. That's almost I, I should have I mean, quit while I was ahead a, too. By the way, over a three to one ratio, right? Yeah. And then you look at Joe Girard's three-point shooting percentage, and, I mean, he missed more twos because he was forced to take a lot of twos because he, you know, point guards got to kind of try to take it to the hole. So and Samir's better at that. So overall, when I look at it, I mean, I think Jesse's going to be better. I think Benny's going to be better. Cole comes back. He's going to be better. I think you're going to see the Cole of, like, the end of the year. And then you're going to finally see
1: There's Samir no reason Lawrence not to
0: right and then you're going to see Samir Torrance settle into his point guard role and then Joe's finally going to be a shooting guard where he
1: he might thrive be. There.
0: so i mean just looking at the stats um some of that stuff it, it kind of gives me some positivity going into next season because you know you you watch the games and you're a fan but then when you look at the totals at the end of the game at the end of the season sometimes um your eyes plays tr- your eyes plays tricks on you right so well
1: yeah um, the uh, the the well especially the way you know Jesse didn't even get to finish the season. You wouldn't have, I mean, you knew he had a lot of blocks. I mean, he was leading the ACC at one point. Yeah. So oh, he was yeah. right there at least at one point. So, right. um, well, you know, and when you look back on it, it's the last point I got to make. And, 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 you know, the last episode we did was like a sob story for a buddy because I was just, <laughs> it was just so, it was, it was just so, we were not far separated from it. The loss to Duke just, Duke beating us three times this year. I was like, oh, my gosh. It it could not get any worse. It couldn't get any worse. It just was terrible. I was depressed. I felt bad for Buddy. I just feel, I mean, I just love the kid. I think he's a freaking class act. I just hated the way all of that ended. But at the end of the day. um, Go ahead. This is my point, Joe. This isn't your point.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Sorry. Okay.
1: (laughs) At the end of the day, we are going to have to, we are going to be able to put all of that behind us. It's not an issue. There's no more kids on the court. We can we can go ahead and kind of get back to, to a to a to a sense of normalcy as far as the headlines in the way we evaluate some of these games. Now that's not trying to take anything away from buddy, but you know it was it was a constant just media point. It was just a constant. It's just everything. The criticism, we can go ahead and get beyond this now. And if Cole comes back and we see what these young kids can do, Joe moving over a spot and Cy being able to kind of start right from the get with everything he learned last year. I mean, it could be. it could be, you know, we might be scrapping again, you know. We're going to be scrapping again. So that's just how I feel about it. The defense is going to be better. I think um, Joe is going to be more comfortable. We all yep. know how Joe is when he's comfortable. I just, he was just never, he's just never been really like super comfortable.
0: No. You know? And I think honestly, like putting him in the situation of where he's going to be next year is if it is shooting guard, I think it's going to make him more comfortable. Like you said on offense, which in turn is going to be, you saw his shooting percentage. He was in, almost tops of the ACC in, in three-point shooting percentage. You saw how many yeah, more. That what, you know, like he he's at what,
1: 40-something, 40? Something, 40, something 40.
0: like that, right? So, and he's going to get more shots next year too. But imagine him being in a comfortable spot and then going back and playing defense, and now you got a guy over here that's – probably a little bit better suited to play the top of the two, three zone with you. Right. And people behind you probably better suited to play the two, three zone. I think Jesse's only going to get better. If Cole comes back, he knows it now. And I think Benny, at least defensively next year is going to be solid. So uh, I already looked for our defense to be better. And I mean, if with Joe moving to shooting yard and the way he is, you know, it, with in, in his head, as far as how his game kind of, if he's doing good on offense, then it translates into defense you could see a guy that could possibly lead the ACC in in steals. And we've seen that before because he is a little sneaky down as far as in the top of the 2-3 zone. Um, But when you have more length and more athleticism that can go out and and kind of make more rotations, then, you know, defenses, they got to try to take briskier passes. And that's when you see the steals more, right? This year you didn't see as many steals that we normally see because – of the fact that, I mean, we just couldn't get to the rotations. People were open and, and people were cutting us up in the zone, especially early. So, um, overall just that, that whole change could, could help. And, you know, I'm excited for it, but again, I'm also excited for the nepotism crap and all the stuff. And, you know, it's, it just sucks the way that it went because, you know, we're fans and we've always saw them either going to the NCA tournament or the NIT tournament. And, and, not only is it the first year under five hundred when I mean, he's coaching his kids, Buddy's last season. We're not going to any of those tournaments. And on top of that, that it happens the, at the end. Yeah. That happens to Buddy and that's what ends his career at Syracuse. I mean, it's just between COVID year last year and then this year well not COVID year actually it was the year before. You know, where they ended it and canceled it. It's just yeah, that was it's two just years unfortunate. Ago. It's unfortunate that this was the four years that Buddy had to play at Syracuse.
1: Yeah, it was the worst four. Circumstantially, he could have. Um, even the sanctioned years weren't as trying as some of this stuff. Right. You know, I mean, the COVID stuff is just like, you look back on that. And that we're going to look back on that and be like, man, well, that was so dumb. It was so dumb. Some of us. <laughs> Uh, So, uh, anyway, I did propose another poll to the Twitter following, and that is, which incoming recruit are you looking forward to the most? You had to write in Peter Carey. There were no write-ins for Peter Carey, and I find that to be a little disconcerting. I think people are just lazy. Had there been five spots, someone had to choose them. But out of 205 votes, we got Chris Bunch with 40% of that, we got Quadir Copeland with twenty five percent, Justin Taylor with twenty three percent, Malik Brown, Joe's, Joe's under the radar, kind of guy, with twelve percent. Yeah. So
0: uh, I mean, the only reason he's under the radar for me is because he seems like the guy that's that can 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 go in and be like, look, I don't care about scoring. I'm going to go in and do all this like. You know, I don't think we're going to rely on him to score. He's going to be the guy that can go in there and he can handle the ball. They already talked about the press. So, I mean, if they use him for the press and stuff like that, I'm sure that, you know, he's, you know, steady with the ball, got good hands and plays great defense. And, uh, you know, six, nine on that wing with that wingspan, and that athleticism, I mean, I'll, I'll take that every time. So to me, that's, that's a no brainer for, for at least, you know, the four between Chris Bunch, Peter Carey and Malik Brown, between the forwards and above, um, uh, who's probably going to get more playing time next year. But that's just my guess,
1: just my opinion. It would have to be Bunch. Syracuse fans make total sense with that. And whether Cole comes back or not, he's the one we need to perform the most out of any of them. all Bunch? uh, Yeah, I think so. If Cole doesn't come back, then we have to rely on him because – but if, if even if Cole rely, does come if, back,
0: if he's scoring. If he does, yeah. if Cole does come back, we can get away with Malik Brown and just his defense. We're not going to rely on Malik Brown to score or shoot threes his freshman year. Um, Chris Bunch is that guy. Right. He can do a little bit of both. Malik Brown is that tough guy that's going to get your rebounds and putbacks down uh, near the basket and, and play tough defense around the basket. So,
1: and there was one other thing I was going to say. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. It's been two weeks, right? And I'm and I'm lacking notes. So, uh, you know, I know I'm going to remember this as soon as we go away, but that's fine. Um, Yeah. So that's going to wrap up Syracuse basketball, and if anything else comes, it's just going to be news in between football. So we'll wait for some stuff to build up, guys.
0: Like this, right? Huh? Do what? Sucks that it ended like this. You know, I mean, there's Sweet yeah, 16 I'm starts this I'm weekend. Last, this time last year, we were playing. We were still talking about games and stuff. So,
1: yeah, we were sucks doing had, extra episodes and everything. Yeah. Sucks it
0: that has to go this way this year for sure.
1: Yeah. It, you know, this
0: season's going to be a season of shoulda, coulda, woulda.
1: It just didn't feel real the way it ended. It's like, is this serious? Like, is it really? Could it really be this bad? Yeah, it can. It was. It is. Yeah. It was that bad.
0: So. We were right there. <laughs> we were right Heart-wrenching there. Heart wrenching games.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. There were so games. many. Yeah. There's so many. I thought you were saying we were right there, just in general. No, we we were right there many different times, and um, just couldn't pull out the close ones. I mean, the two Miami games were just terrible, and you know, we won't relive it. We're done. But I appreciate <laughs> all you guys for for hanging in there and um, coming back to listen. We're going to go kind of bi-weekly. We'll try to find something to do here um, bi-weekly, whether or not there's news or not. We don't want to come here and just do like like stupid filler. I, I thought tying a bow on the Syracuse season and looking ahead at the guys coming in was uh, was going to be something fun to do. And we could have taken it and broken it into, who knows? We could have broke this thing into four different episodes. But we're going to give it to you all at once because that's what we do. Because I don't got, to, I don't have time for four episodes. <laughs> we ain't to ain't be ain't honest with you, <laughs> nobody got time for that. I got freaking lacrosse is five days a week. The only reason we're able to get here early and concise today is because my son's game was canceled because of the weather. Did you get all that? Did you get all the weather? Oh yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. So, anyways, huge storm rolling through here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all day it was nasty yeah it was all day Um, All right. look we appreciate all you guys for hanging out with us we really do Um, until next time we will see you we'll keep you up to date keep us up to date I know all all my you know my twitter group that always alerts me to any news coming through I appreciate all you guys Tony Tony shoots the text so maybe we'll get uh, James on at some point maybe we'll get Tyler on Maybe we'll do some something special for football coming up. I went long on that. I'm not sure why. Never really done that before. <laughs> Just kind of rambling. I was think I was actually thinking about ideas, things we could do. So, anyways, that's gonna be it. That's gonna be it for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out of here. Finally, we're out. Peace.